Oh, Russell. Oh, Russell. Man, tough, tough stitch there, Russell Wilson. Got outplayed by Geno Smith. It is return to his home team. The Seattle Seahawks, they win the game. Brendan McManus field goal is long enough. It would have been a 64-yarder, and it was indeed long enough. But it just pushes off a little bit to the left. And the Seahawks beat the Broncos by a final score of 16-17. to And, uh, I mean, the story in this game, uh, Russ got outplayed. And maybe was Russ holding them back the whole time? Huh. He was 29 for 42 with 340 yards and a touchdown. Pretty good. Pretty good. Geno Smith just played incredibly well. High completion percentage, 23 for 28, 195 yards, two touchdowns. Rashad Penny looked fine, 12 carries for 60 yards. And on Monday Night Football, uh, the most interesting thing was that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were on the call. It's going to be something that we're going to have to get used to, no question about it. Now the Broncos 0-1 in that insanely difficult division. The Chiefs won easily. The Chargers beat the Raiders, so they're 1-0. Now the Chargers and the Broncos, they each have a loss. The Texans come to town for Denver, so that should be easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. Maybe get a get a win there, but then it gets a little weird. You get the Niners, the Raiders, the Colts, the Chargers, the next four of the next six games. The Broncos could be 2-4. and four. could be weird. Nathaniel Hackett seemed to make some weird decisions on timeouts and a 64-yard field goal there. It's so weird. I saw this on Twitter last night. NFL coaches, for being coaches, they don't know how to manage game time situations. And people have long theorized that, hey, morons, if you just played Madden and understood how to get the most out of the time that you have, and now people are starting to really think that Madden makes a lot of sense. And I'll be honest, I think that's dumb. But then the more I think about it, the more I think it's literally a simulation. Timeouts are timeouts in Madden. Timeouts are timeouts in real life. You know what I mean? Makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of the college stuff that happened over the weekend, which is a good way to go about it. Uh, yeah, so the thing that I found really interesting is Texas A&M. For those of you that don't know, Texas A&M is a cult. And people say that about it, and it's just like a funny thing that people say. But no, it's it's really kind of a strange place. They have these like midnight rallies where they all get in the stands and then they find some person to be like the hype leader. Well, I'm going to play this one guy's hype speech for you. And I want you to see what he has to say about App State. Remember, this happened before the Appalachian State game. This is what this man said. Welcome back to Midnight Yell Practice. Boy, do I love to be back in Kyle Field the week after a season-opening win. A lot of y'all, I had to Google this team to make sure that they're even real. Mm-hmm. Sure. I was really confused because Appalachia is definitely not a state. Mm. Funny. Ha-ha. But, <sighs> sure enough, I found them, and they're located... Deep, and I mean deep, in the backwoods. Just like you would think any hillbilly college that names themselves the Mountaineers. Hmm. It's not a sentence. I just hope that these guys... There are, those are adults. See the stands? That's a grown man. He's like 60 years old. Look at that white hair. Look at this grown man. 
get here tomorrow, all right? Because I know for a fact that half of their football team can barely even read the hmm. name on their jerseys, <laughs> let alone read a map. Yeah. It's a shame it's going great. That the only two brain cells that all these guys have left uh-huh. are going to get knocked out by our wrecking crew defense tomorrow. That uh, did not age well. <laughs> you know what's really fucking funny about this is Texas A&M is going to beat Alabama. So that, they do that, and then they do this jumping thing. Look, here's the jump. I don't want to hear it. Shush, Twitter. Shush. Look, and then they, they practice their stuff, and then, like, it's just creepy. Like, here's another yell leader. Listen to this guy. Army. Army. They're just, they're, it's just not, it's not a place for people. It's just a weird thing. Not a fan of uh, the Texas A&M. And they got smoked. They got absolutely smoked. I don't, I mean, oh, God, that's so funny. <sighs> Today's the day on Twitter when all of the All-22 film will come out for the first time in the NFL season, which means you're going to see a bunch of beat writers posting a bunch of clips. We saw Brian Baldinger and some other famous... Oh, that feels good. I put this cold can on my eye. That feels really good. <laughs> Brian Baldinger and some other famous film people, they were able to break some stuff down. That's what's going on on, on Twitter. Also happening over the weekend, I think this happened on Thursday or Friday. I didn't get to it because of football, but Albert Pujols is getting in dangerously close to hitting 700 home runs. I think he would be fourth all-time, right? He's a like Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and, of course, Barry Bonds. Uh, yeah, this is from September 10th. So he uh, he took a break during the All-Star break, and then he comes back, and now he's better. He was one of the worst hitters in baseball, and now he's one of the best hitters in baseball. Those are facts. I would never accuse him of anything because that would be wrong. It would be bad to just throw accusations around that perhaps this guy maybe found a way to better his performance while he was out. Gito Smith, what'd you have to say after the game, bud? Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right- That's funny. That's a good line. They wrote me off. I didn't write back, though. I do like that. Tomorrow is Fantasy Football Waiver Day. I guess we could do some waiver stuff for you. Uh, there's not really anything interesting. Last year after week one, Elijah Mitchell... Towards the Lions, and he became a fantasy football darling. Of course, Amon Ross St. Brown and Cordero Patterson came up later after that. College football this weekend, I think, is going to be pretty good. Um, last weekend, the games ended up being pretty good, which is like they can only happen if teams want to upset other teams, which is just interesting. We didn't get to this. Scott Frost was fired at Nebraska after losing 20 more games than he won. He lost something like 17 one-score games, including over the weekend at Georgia Southern. That was barely an upset. Nebraska not ranked, of course. But it was a huge upset in terms of changing this guy's life. Oregon is back ranked in the top 25, and they will host BYU this weekend. BYU knocks off Baylor in overtime, which was probably the game of the weekend in college football. And now they have, they're going to go to Oregon, where Oregon is kind of reeling and try to you know salvage their season. So I think it's entirely possible that the speed and badassery of Oregon just completely curb stumps. 
BYU and this whole BYU fun is better than Utah thing will be over and we won't have to deal with it. That would be sweet. A, eh? wouldn't that be nice? The biggest game of the weekend uh, when they scheduled it was Penn State-Auburn. Auburn looked like absolute dog shit over the weekend. They hosted San Jose State, and they probably could have, should have lost that game, most people would say. Tennessee's ranked 15th after going on the road to beat Pittsburgh. That's annoying, but it is what it is, I suppose. Florida's got South Florida. South Florida is not the one that can upset anybody. That's Central Florida, so that's not going to be a problem. Michigan State's on the road to Washington, so we could see a top 25 upset there. And Michigan, University of Michigan continues their daunting non-conference schedule after opening the season against, I forget who is it. Let's find out. Who did you start with? Oh, that's right. Colorado State and then Hawaii. Now they have Connecticut. So still no Power 5 schools for Michigan. (laughs) But Penn State and Auburn should be fun. Last year, the wideout game, both teams were ranked. Auburn gave them a run for their money. Penn State ended up winning. Penn State had a pretty good year. Auburn had a garbage year. So it's just one of those things. Who the hell knows who's going to be good at this? Um, Not really anybody. Nobody really gets it. So Notre Dame is not ranked right now. But they were five, which means that literally people are just guessing. Like, whoa, they look at where they fell off the face of the earth. Like, or they're not that good. And they weren't. And uh, you're the nincompoop who thought they were. And now we have to deal with this. And it looks like an upset, but maybe he really isn't. I don't know. In the last five years, Kentucky's beaten Florida three times. Mark Stoops, the Stoops brother. I think Bob Stoops, the guy from Oklahoma that won all the games in the national championship. Did he win a national championship? Like in the year 2000, I think. That guy, I think, is helping out his brother, Mark, coach at Kentucky, which would be helpful. Uh, Got some interesting, weird ratings numbers from the first football game of the year. Um, According to Sports Business Journal, the Bills and Rams game drew something like 20.6 million viewers. An average just over 21 million viewers. That's a 20% drop from the kickoff game last year, which was Cowboys and Bucks. Cowboys and Bucks this year was Sunday Night Football, and it's the Cowboys versus Tom Brady. Texans at Chiefs generated 21 million in 2020. That's closer to this year. So in 2021, the kickoff game was just a big game with fans were back. It was the lowest kickoff game. Game numbers for viewership since the Eagles and the Falcons opened the season back in 2018. But we'll see streaming numbers, blah, 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 Thursday night. Who knows what was going on? Uh, Bills are not a big market. That's part of it. They're just not. It's a small, small place. It is interesting in the Rams, but the Rams don't have the same football prowess. So it was national fans watching like me and like you. But Bills and Rams fans don't exactly have a fan base the same way that other places... Well, they do have a fan base, but they don't have... You know, It's not It's not like when Philly plays New York or when Dallas plays, I don't know, I guess, New England. It, and it will never be. That's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So I'm going to pay attention to that moving forward. Um, yeah, we're going to start to pay attention a little bit more to baseball and, and see what happens down the stretch. But it looks like a lot of the playoff positions are already sewn up we'll see what the philadelphia phillies can do if they can make a push in their division to make the wild card von miller says we got to get this chip block out of the game look at it just too much violence you can get the job done without this much contact it's kind of true being double engaged seems like a dirty trick i mean he could block him maybe maybe one day we're gonna stop having things like that happen
And in order to, to, to really play a hit on a guy, you should see you coming. Who knows? That's going to do it. Back and better than ever tomorrow. Thank you.